out today why the Chicago Bears coaching staff is really what lost the Bears game. Much to the dismay of some Bears fans who want to blame it all on Justin Fields. Me and Bobby are going to talk about it, break it all down, tell y'all why y'all tripping right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, joined by Bobby today. I'm Hayes. You. We're holding it down on the daily episode today after the Bears threw away a winnable game, and it sucks to see that. Um, but a lot of the conversations come out of this now on why the Bears have lost the game. So a lot of initial kind of knee-jerk things went to Justin Fields. This is a game in which I honestly I can't I, I can't understand how we can see. Justin Fields play one of his most efficient games. And even for the people who are going to point towards the fact that Justin Fields only threw for a little over 100 yards, I think you're missing the fact of in the fourth quarter, the Bears took the ball completely out of Justin Fields' <laughs> hands, and that leads me to where we're talking about today, man. The coaching staff yet again. Um, when you look at it and, and and how the coaching staff affected this loss of the Bears, Bobby, how you feeling, bro? Bro, don't I was so mad, bro. I had a <laughs> delayed reaction to the whole game. <laughs> you had, I had to fully let this entire thing digest. And I was like, sure. how the fuck do you lose this game? Yeah. How? And then you got to point to the coaching staff. They they coach scared, bro. They yeah. coach like a bunch of punks. Your defensive guy who was, who was brought in because he was some specialist at defense got spooked and was scared. Call it how you see it. The man, like, bro, you couldn't disguise any pressures or bring any pressures into this game. You mm -hmm. couldn't do none of that. And then your offensive coordinator let your quarterback throw one time in the fourth quarter. One time in the fourth quarter, bro. Bro. 15 runs, one pass play. And, and I understand, and it's much like the Bears played this game like they had a 20-point lead, and that's not what they had. It was still a very winnable game for both points. Like, I can understand just running, 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 if you just have that sizable lead, but it was like they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, bro. Like you weren't playing with that amount of that amount of space. You need to try to go downfield. And once again, we see Luke Getty call the most obvious plays in the most obvious situations. And that's why we couldn't. We got bro. a total of 69 yards in the fourth quarter, 69 bro. yards. You know how many yards uh, they got it, it, uh Detroit got in just the fourth quarter of the game. 152. That's crazy. Because they didn't play scared. Like you made a great point there. This coaching staff coaches and calls the game like they're terrified. And like, and like, and I know that some people will bring up the fact that they took the field goals instead of going for it. I know you can argue both ways. Yeah. I wasn't really mad at that. I'm really mad at the stupidity that comes from the coaches. Like, really, because you, yeah. you know, you got a young team, you want to take the points when they're there. Boom, that's fine. But for the life of me. If you see nine people in the box, Hayes, <laughs> nine people in the box against your offense, why do why would you continue to run up the middle? Why wouldn't you call a rollout, a, a hard bootleg, or at least run to the edges with that small toss play that you had some uh, positive plays out of with Deontay Foreman the last few weeks mm -hmm. and try to do something? Nine people in the box, bro. <laughs> Oh Nine, God. and you saw it on repeated plays. You didn't even make it seem like you were going to run and then went to a pass play to take, again, stupid 
coaching. Like this is what it boils down to. Stupid coaching. It's not to say that mistakes weren't made by players in this game. There were some some like uh, Darnell Wright made a huge mistake mm-hmm. down the stretch of this game. Yep. Huge mistake down the stretch of this game that you cannot overlook. Again, he's a rookie, so you kind of understand it. But listen, Darnell Wright got beat so badly by Aiden Hutchinson. That's what led to the strip sack that that got the safety that really put the Bears like there's a chance you had some hope that maybe the Bears could have gotten just field goal position. Right. But then that safety came and it was that. And so it's just it's a it's a lot of things that went wrong in this game. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I really look at the coaching and both Matt Eberflus and Luke Getzey. And as we've been saying, and, uh, you know, we haven't we. Bro, it was week four when we said that we were. It was fireable offenses by this coaching right. staff. We we now have what six weeks left on the season, bro. Like it's time for him to go, bro. Yeah, you could point back to every. You could point back to so many games dating back to last season, bro. And that's yeah. why, like when when you said that they took the ball out of Justin Fields' hands, and I'm they, I, I agree with you, they did. But my question to them is, y'all say, hey, we want to see this guy be consistent. Where's that same accountability for your coaching staff? Can they be consistent as well? Because for the most part, he did everything. We're like, damn, is Justin Fields climbing the pocket? <laughs> like, yeah. like seriously. And he he put on a, a good show, and the coaches ruined it. Yeah. I mean, he, he again, made plays with his legs over 100 yards rushing, and this wasn't one of those games where – I will say this. They ran design runs for Justin – too much. I, I like the design runs here and there. I think they went to that well a little bit too much. But then over 169 yards, 105 QB rating, Justin Fields took care of business for what this coaching staff put him in position to do. We even saw Justin Fields change a couple of plays right. at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, those type of things that you wanted to see from him, that, that's what we did. We dominated the time of possession in this game because partly because of how Justin Fields managed this game. Exactly. And we got the defense that, that got turnovers. We, we've always talked about how we don't get turnovers. It, everything comes back to this coaching staff playing and calling games like they're terrified to lose games. We're 0-9 against the NFC North since Matt Eberflus took over. Bro. bro, that's crazy. That is sad. For real, especially now, like, you had your opportunities, even had some opportunities last year. And they blew every single one. They blew every single one. They freeze up when things get tough, and they just ain't got it, bro. That's just what it is. They don't have it. Because Luke Getze, when you played the Washington Commanders in the fourth quarter, when things were steaming like that, the Commanders was trying to get some momentum back, what did you do? Get a ball to Justin Fields. He makes a pass to DJ Moore. Off to the races we go, pushing the score up again, grabbing that momentum back. You didn't even attempt to do that yesterday. That's a big fact. But that kind of brings us to our next topic because as much as we're talking about coaching staff, things like this, there was a player that really stood out that hurt the Bears yesterday. And it's it's bad because he's looking to get money. Jay, what do you think about the the play of Jalen Johnson in yesterday's game, bro? This is why you ain't, you don't, you're not getting top money, bro. This is why he's not getting top money. Jalen Ramsey yesterday closed the game for the Dolphins, bro. Mm -hmm. Closed the game for the Dolphins, bro. We seen guys like Darius Slate close the game. Denzel Ward up in Cleveland close games. Guys that get paid top dollar, they close games. We ain't seen you close a game yet. We yeah. ain't seen it, bro. You had every opportunity, every opportunity right there. Now you just gave Ryan Pose more ammo to be like, bro, I'm not paying you that. When in return, we you could have made the that film comparable with the stats. You would have had a compelling case, bro. Yeah, I mean, if you look at especially that that missed pick six, right, that could have been right there. 
Like that could have been something that we looked at and said that that helped seal the game. That was that's a game winning play. And Jalen Johnson did that, uh, giving up touchdowns. Like the whole the the whole notion of Jalen Johnson is like, well, nobody passes towards him because he's so good. Uh, they looked at that and said, "All right, bet Jalen, we got you on this." Oh, one. Bro. And they ate him up, bro. Was not like, threatened at all. So, and that's and don't get me wrong. I still like Jalen Johnson. I still hope that the Chicago Bears can can keep him. But I hope something like this humbles him a little bit. Like you're good, you're a damn good corner. Do not get me wrong. But but a top of the line, you cannot try to be one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the league, and you can't you can't make a play like that. Because I tell you what, most top corners in the league will make that play at least nine times out of ten facts because i know a guy named trevon diggs who out now for the season but for the dallas cowboys <laughs> he was picking yeah. shit off even even though he was giving up the yards he was taking the ball away making winning plays that's what it come down to bro winning and, that, and, that, and that's really it i hate to like boil it down and make it so so simple but it really is that like you have to make the winning plays if what separates especially when and i'm not i'm not somebody who says hey jalen johnson got to get this number of interceptions to prove he's a he's a top corner or anything like that but you got to make the plays that are there for you and that was it that was a pick six it went right through your hands it was nothing but focus on that one right. and you know the, the giving up the touchdowns things like that as well Jalen needs to, I hope that he realizes and humbles himself and, and realizes you still have growing to do in this game. Right. And I would love to see you do it in the Chicago Bears uniform, but you are not the optimal version of Jalen Johnson. At least I hope not. 24 years old, you better not be. You better still have room growth to do. And Jalen needs to stop wanting to be paid like he's the peak yet, and he's not reached his peak quite yet. If you want to sign a shorter-term deal, cool. Sign a two-year right. deal. That's cool. But to get back in free agency sooner. But right now, it, it, if you want it to make this this game change in money, it's probably not coming for you. Every team in the league is looking at that and saying, "Hey, we not you're not worth that much, my guy." That's it. That's it. So, so I'm all on board with that for real. Facts, facts. Now moving away from the game, man. We had a tweet from Artellus Bennett. Um, it's crazy talking about Bears ownership. He said this. Bears ownerships lack futurism. The entire business model is built on selling the past, the 85 Bears. They're always trying to recreate that old product instead of buying into and producing a new product. Tweet after that also says the owners are okay with losing a game, but not the brand built on the past. The Bears need an entire rebrand top to bottom, and they need ownership that is going to transition the ownership into the future. Now, part of bringing in Kevin Warren, I did think was supposed to kind of modernize this. I get it. Ownership still owns the team, but I hope in bringing in a president that also didn't have long-term ties to the bears was going to help with that. But when you look at Bennett's tweet, how are you feeling about it, Bob? He's right on the money. What? I don't know how much more evidence you need to say Matt Eberflus is not the guy. Yeah. I don't know how much evidence you need to say that Luke Getzey is not the guy, but yet mm -hmm. all we hear is, Hey, the Chicago bears don't fire coaches within the season. <laughs> that's all we hear then we hear a lot of uh we we go out and we sign defensive head coaches like i'm not saying it's uh, we we should be against them because you got some good ones but mm -hmm. for the problems that we had we needed an offensive mind up in there especially yeah. if you want to change the narrative you've been doing the same thing forever defensive coaches yeah. let's lean on monsters of the midway let's bring that old bears dominant defense back with the mediocre quarterback play i'm sorry y'all you ain't winning many games if you ain't scoring over 20 points in nowadays bro that's what yeah. it come down to you got some teams that can stop teams weekly but when the playoffs come around and you gotta you got all that time the game plan for stuff Typically, those dominant defenses get set home by more high-powered offenses, bro. 
We got it. So he yeah. was right on the money. We got to get right. We have to get yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, listen, the game changes. The game evolves. And if you keep trying to recreate what you did before, don't, and I've said it before, I, I'm a victim of it. Well, I, what did I say coming into the season? I would love to see the monsters of the midway back. And I and this tweet made me also realize, like, I still, I am still holding on to my affinity, not for the 85 Man. Bears. I wasn't even alive there. But for what this Bears team's identity has been, we've always been one of those teams when we made it to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. That defense was generational. The offense was mid, right? And you at some point have to realize that you have to evolve with the game. Offense is the name of the game. That doesn't mean still don't build a great defense. That's right. not what we're saying at all. But if you don't bring in an offensive mind to help cultivate the talent that you have here, you're going to always find yourself behind the eight ball. And that's what we're seeing happen right now with the Chicago Bears franchise. We are behind the eight ball. That's why when they move on from Matt Eberflus, when they move on from Lugetti, I do hope they do something different. Defensive-minded head coaches are cool. Don't get me wrong. But if you got that, you need an offensive strategist at the offensive yes. coordinator. You brought in somebody who had never called a play at the NFL level before, and it's showing. Facts. It shows so, all the time. Yeah, we got to grow. And now you have this quarterback who is a completely different style quarterback than what we're used to, things like that. And if you keep bringing in these defensive minds, you're always you're always going to miss out on it. And then regardless, even if you do move on from fields at some point in time, you have to catch up with the times. And hopefully the Bears ownership has a, a person in Kevin Warren and in Ryan Poles that can get there. But we haven't really seen it per se. I, I do think the way Ryan Poles drafts, even trying to get Vellis, right? You're trying to get a player that could have been maybe a positionless player for you. Right. But at some point, we have to evolve. And I, I hope that it comes sooner rather than later, because if we don't, we're going to ruin yet another quarterback. And not, more than just that, you got Roshan Johnson here. Get creative in using Roshan. Thank you. Get creative in using those type of th those type of players. DJ Moore, Donald Mooney, whoever it is, you bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. to this team, and you don't, and you have a team that's still going to be defensive minded and can't call offense to save your life. It don't matter at that point. And if you keep bringing in this talent and you have coaches that can't cultivate it, what we doing here, bro? What what's the goal of what we doing here? Man? To keep running this same cycle. That's why I'm. That's why I'm on the side of hey, let's figure this thing out. We know the coaches yeah. ain't it. But let's hope that we can get an experienced guy and whatever, whether that's a head coaching or at least at the minimum experience calling plays in this NFL that has been a part of a good coaching tree with a good track record. No more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No more. Just uh, let's guess and let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if he can turn into a good coach. No, we need somebody that has a reputation of doing something good around this NFL other than just a few years as a coordinator. That's how I'm looking at it, because it's just. If anybody can go on NFL next-gen stats, if, even if you look at Justin Fields or Tyson Bajan, look at their pass charts. You can look it up your damn self. These guys don't throw in the middle of the field. And now I, I know, understand that one reason is to say, hey, that, that'll cut down on turnovers. But at some point, bro, you got to have something to where you can adjust to attack the middle of the field, depending on what the opposing team is doing. No. <laughs> These guys, they, they, they just not good enough. I believe that's what it finally comes down to. Sometimes guys are just good as coordinators, like Josh McDaniels. He's just a good coordinator. That's it. And that's fine, right? You can still make a hell of a career being a really good coordinator. Yep, for sure. That's it. <laughs> you just can't be yeah. a head coach. <laughs> that's it. That's Man. it. All right, before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit. This I, I put this on here, if the, the criticism on Justin Fields. and I, I want to make sure that I make this clear. I'm in no way saying that Justin Fields is beyond criticism because I feel like everybody who puts on a jersey and plays in any sport 
is open to criticism. That 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 goes to if you're the goat of your sport. Everybody's mm-hmm. open to criticism. But y- y'all, and by y'all I mean the fans, have to stop with this lazy ass criticism of Justin Fields. Are there things to criticize with him? Absolutely. Do not get me wrong on that. But Justin Fields played one of his most efficient games. And for people to come away from that because of that final play and say, this is all on Justin, I'm sorry, that's lazy, and I got to start doubting how much football you guys watch, but not only watch, how much do you actually comprehend in the game that you're watching? Because you can watch something all day and not comprehend a goddamn thing. And I'm really starting to think that, unfortunately, a lot of this fan base doesn't comprehend past the narrative that they already have. And I'm sorry, that literally, by definition, makes you an idiot. How you feeling, Bobby? I'm going to say it like this. If you look over to Los Angeles and look at Justin Herbert and you say and you can come out and say out of your mouth that coach is the reason they losing. And then you turn over to Chicago and say Justin Fields is the reason why the Bears are losing. You're a hypocrite. Mm. That's just how I look. That's how I look at it. You can't be right. Look at what Justin Herbert is going through. That is terrible coaching. A guy that's supposed to be a defensive mind, but your defense is getting gashed up just about every week. Unacceptable. When your quarterback is performing well, same thing is over here. Your quarterback is performing well, and your defensive coach can't get his head out of his ass, and then your offensive coach is just a bozo for some for some reason. It's ridiculous. So you got to mm-hmm. look at both situations and kind of compare them, too. That's why it drive me crazy if you turn on media today. They still trying to blame it on my boy. Hey, mm-hmm. at some point, y'all got to stop with this. Unless we got to keep it a buck. We could criticize Jay Fields. But y'all sometimes ain't being fair with y'all evaluations. Exactly. And sometimes they come in with the preconceived evaluation already ready. That If the Bears lost, they were going to point to whatever Justin Fields did or did not do regardless and try to make that the reason. And that, again, that's stupid. Like, you you can't do that. Like, you got to actually evaluate this game. I'm sorry. Could Justin Fields have played better? Yeah, there was mistakes that he made. Do not get me wrong. But when I see my quarterback out there with blood on, coming, coming out of his hand and on his towel and he's still out there fighting, listen, and the coaching staff didn't support. You took the ball out of this man's hands when he was cooking for you. That's it, man. That's bad. That's it. And they, y- y'all can't tell me, bro. D'Amico Ryan's <laughs> and hit first time head coach. That's why I saw you. You know who's good. That's why I say get somebody with experience in this league with in their respective mm-hmm. position that comes from a good coaching tree. Bobby Sloick and uh, D'Amico Ryan's products of Shanahan tree. Look how they perform under that good tutelage. We can't point to nothing Matt Eberflus has done or who he's done it with other than just those few years in uh, Indianapolis Coast being a top five defense. We need more, man. We deserve more. And y'all got to come with something different, bro, especially to the clown that's with WGN Radio talking about the man should have never celebrated. Boys, you slow. Did you bro. just try to tell him to shut up and go play again? No, nah, bro. That's we passed exactly those what times. He said, bro. We passed those times. So you need to cut it out. Players do it all the time. They point, they throw their hands up and say first down. This is a part of the game. If you don't like it, stop watching. For real. Exactly. Um, I couldn't say it any better myself, Bobby. I got nothing left to add, man. Tell the people where they can follow you. Let's get up. Man, y'all can hit me up on Shy Boys Podcast, NBA Central, and on Mondays and Thursday at Players Choice. Make sure y'all tune in, man. Y'all can follow me at CEO Hayes, C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central, gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. Like we like to end every episode on Shy Town Up, Bear Down. Love you guys.
Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.